Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What up, y'all? It's me, Eric, and we are back with another edition of Bombing, where I talk with friends, comedians, musicians, and chefs about their worst moments on stage and also their worst moments in the kitchen. Today, we have an esteemed chef on the pod, Roy Choi, the prolific restaurateur and one of the pioneers of the food truck movement with the revolutionary Koji food truck in LA, serving up Korean taco deliciousness. He's a dear friend of mine, and he shares his bombing moments in the kitchen and trying to cook while blazed out of his mind. As always, please subscribe to the podcast to get new episodes every week rated five stars and on apple Podcasts, subscribe to big money players diamond to get an exclusive clip from my chat with roy Choi plus ad free episodes weekly let's get into it bombing bombing with eric andre called bombing i just want to know the trials and tribulations of roy Choi. i want to know the worst gig you ever had the worst restaurant review you ever had the worst meal you ever made the worst gig you ever had i want to know just like the worst i mean you you've lived in and worked in some gnarly kitchens yes. i'm assuming mm-hmm. with some gnarly motherfuckers yeah I, I, and I, you I, came up under some gnarly motherfuckers some hotheads and shit so yeah sure, for sure i, I, sure I came up some. i came up before uh pc and before uh like you know, I'm from the '90s, so oh shit! So know. people were saying racist shit to you in the kitchen. Oh yeah, racist all the shit. time. Oh yeah, you know, like I mean, I held my own. You know, I was, yeah, yeah. luckily, luckily enough, I had a background to be able to hold my own. But if you, yeah. if I didn't hold my own, yeah, I mean, it's not just racist shit. It's sexist shit. It's racist shit. It's uh, aggressive, competitive, um, toxic environment. Toxic environments. But there's also like a good side to it. There's a chill side. It's like it's like any industry. You look at. Football in the seventies, porn in the eighties, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> cooking in the nineties, you know, like it's like it's give and take, yeah. you know, it's what we it's what we got because we don't have that much information now. There's too much information that everything is like you're walking on needles, but back right. then, outrage just, economy, people are just going for it back then, right. you know, you're just going for it. Like I'm not I'm not condoning it. I'm just saying like no one knew any fucking better, right? You know, so. It's just what's coming out. You know, there's, I, I kind of miss that, like, I don't know if the right word is transparency, but just that, that, like, that, that 
primalism of just like saying whatever the fuck was on your mind. Right, no you know? filter. No filter. Raw, no yeah. Vaseline. Yes. <laughs> we had songs. We had songs that had no filter. Wait, so what was like the worst gig? Like what did you, before you had, you know, your own restaurants, where were you, where'd you cut your teeth or what was like the worst gigs you had? I mean, I cut my teeth in New York. Um, I went to culinary school out there. I cooked in New York restaurants. And this um, is in nineties. In the nineties, yeah. What year? Do you remember? Like ninety six, ninety seven, yeah, ninety eight. Um, so this I is s- back in the day when I remember I, I went to dinner with Bobby Flay and Michael Voltaggio one time. Uh-huh. Tony Hawk invited me to the dinner, and Voltaggio told me that like he goes literally chefs would have cookbooks that looked like they were like written by an old Italian grandmother. There was no yeah. internet. I mean, there was like the earliest stages of the internet, but like there was actually like the secret recipe because you couldn't just like go online and watch 55,000 YouTube videos about oh, every yeah, single you recipe. Would... You really had to like work under some yes. psycho chef and really get in their good graces and figure out the, mm-hmm. each one of these recipes. Like it was like it was medieval compared to now, which you have all this information at your it, fingertips. It's very medieval. I guess it could be the same as like stand-up comedy in a yeah. sense where you had to go out on the road and stay in motels and, and yeah. like pay your dues and all that. You know, the whole thing of paying dues like in our generations, like it's real stuff because there was no internet. And right. so, yeah, you ha- uh, like right now people think working at a job for like or doing something for one year is a long time. Right. You know, I mean, right. that's almost too long for people. Like they want right. instant success. Back then, you like it was understood that you would work for seven years yeah. under someone in obscurity, you know, and just learning and absorbing is very like Kung Fu. Right. You know, <laughs> it's like Kill Bill. Like, <laughs> it's like Kill Bill. It's like, like you're putting your hands in like broken glass yes, and fire. It, and it was spice. very, yeah, it was very Saturday morning Kung Fu movie, like <laughs> uh, going to the be- top of the bamboo forest and yeah. <laughs> balancing and hitting tree trunks you know <laughs> that's that's what it was and um that's the only way you could learn and yeah. um and then yes there were books but these books were written like decades ago right and um and they were all european right and so yeah if you ever needed like something uh, or a vinaigrette or anything like just something if you're like kind of freestyling you you would have to go back to the office look up the book and kind of like it was a very dewey decimal system type yeah shit, yeah, you know? yeah it was like yeah. a library like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> what did you see people get rocked ever in kitchens like fucking spill hot boiling water in themselves or just burn themselves with hot I've hot s- mops <laughs> no i've seen it i uh i was the one that was spilling stuff and causing fires and <laughs> Um, because I got into cooking late, um, and then I had a, I had a, I don't have real like horror stories, but the one thing I did have in that time of my life in the late nineties was I had this unique intersection ability where I would always walk in on people having sex. <laughs> in the kitchen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you have, I, I mean, it's just something that's following me. I've been walked in on like five times in my life. And then I just, there was just this period of time in the 90s where I would always either be walked in on or I'd walk in on something. And it would just be like, I would be completely instant where I'm just going down to get like flour, you know, or breadcrumbs. Yeah. And then just two like cooks were it's so just happening hot and, all hot the time in New York. It was happening all the time. Were people just drunk well, and coked up, or just like the pressure of work just led to these primal it's the, urges? It's or the pressure. It's like sleep deprivation. Pressure. It's just it was like just what it was back then, you know. And then in New York, <laughs> the kitchens have levels, right? So in your mind, you think that there are these like hidden chambers. So there's. 
the kitchen level, and then there's like a storage level. There's the office on the third floor, mm-hmm. and then there's the basement. You know how New York uh, streets are. Mm-hmm. And so it was always in the the kegs are in the bottom, the the, the fifty pound sacks of flour, and those are perfect spots to mm-hmm. to get it get it on. But it was like, <laughs> but the the Everybody weird thing was for, fucking down by the flour, fucking down by the flour, man. Because there's six stacks of flour, fifty pound sacks of flour bins. So you could do it either way. You could do a doggy style. You could <laughs> you, you could be on bottom. It doesn't matter. You could lay down. You could do missionary. Whatever you want. Kegs, kegs. You have handles to hold on to, you know. So it's just it was happening all the time, and it was just like quick shit, you know. You like know all the advantages. Of <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, I don't know why I know all that stuff. <laughs> well, well, I know I it. I know why. Yeah, I know <laughs> it because years I of years of experience of walking in on it, man. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't the one being walked in on in those situations, but I was the one always. Walk, I was always like this dumb Mister Magoo, like walking in with like an empty hotel pan, trying to pick up panko flour, and then yeah. So I that, that's the type of stuff that was happening to me. But I was um, in what New about York. Rats? How many rats did you see? I didn't see that many rats. I worked in really good restaurants, so I didn't really see that many rats in New York. Okay. Um, I would see. I was living actually up just below Spanish Harlem, up in. Um, like east upper east side mm-hmm. so i'd see some like on the way home to work but or on the subway but not at work but like the bombing stuff for in the kitchens in new york was, was me um right. i was a uh, i got into professional cooking a little bit later like in my later 20s so i was like trying to make up for lost time so i kind of i kind of went for kitchens i wasn't ready for yet uh uh-huh. you know so i tried to like it would be like you getting on stages you're not you're not even prepared for you right, know like right. you haven't even put in the work yet right and so i get in there and i was just with all these like assassins and pros and i was oh, just trying to shit. keep up and then um i have this really crazy problem when i get nervous it doesn't happen as much anymore because i'm not that as much as nervous anymore but when i was younger i was really nervous and yeah. shy yeah i fucking bleed from the nose no so, way yeah like fucking like you would have a fire hydrant really yeah so you get so nervous that your nose would start bleeding my nose would start Whoa. bleeding yeah so um I can relate to that yeah and I think maybe part of well part of it is definitely like my anxiety and my, my shyness but part of it is I was like born with like a cleft so my whole like nose palate and bone, bone is a little bit different yeah. so my whole nasal passages and everything is really weird so yeah all that and then so I'd be in the middle of the service and then my nose would start bleeding and yeah <laughs> <laughs> So then I'd stuff one up, and then I'd stuff the other up, oh, and then um, and then one night I was pulling a chicken stock off the thing, and it started uh, the fat fell off the top, and then it like the fire just took over the whole island, and oh, then once it took over the whole island, and my nose wouldn't stop bleeding, so it looked like two big like maxi pads in my in my nostrils, <laughs> and then they had to stop service for a second and clean up, and then the chef just looks at me. He's just shaking his head. But it was like I, I it was a pretty comedic moment because he's looking at me, there's this huge fire, they have to stop service, everyone's pissed off. Um, but how can they get mad at me? I'm I'm like a little I'm like the little kid in stand by me, you know, like I'm just like <laughs> you're trying. I'm trying. You're trying so hard. <laughs> you really mean to do well. I really meant to do well uh, and I'm sitting there with two bloody noses uh, and um yeah, so they just like everyone jumped in to help me out. That's the great thing about kitchens is you know, like when they know you're trying, they'll jump in and help you out. So it's not all like the worst parts. It's not all people trying to cut each other's heads off. And it's not that, but it is a lot of competitiveness. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, there are horses. Unfortunately, you know, like I didn't really experience them too much, but there are a lot of horse stores where people bump into you with hot shit. You yeah, know. that sucks. Yeah, or leave a knife out 
you know, yeah. leave a knife out that, um, that points outward. That's or, not cool. Um, but I, those are those are bad kitchen. Just like in anything in life, there are there are bad people in bad situations and people with malicious intent. Um, in most cases, people are just trying to like see what you're made of. I would say the good yeah. is better than bad, but that doesn't mean like they're like nice. It means like they're just pushing you to see like can you keep up. They're testing yeah. your metal. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I worked in a kitchen for three days. I waited tables. Okay. There's a restaurant called Burritoville in the West Village. <laughs> this is probably 20 years ago. I mm-hmm. just graduated college. I want to say early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And I was the worst server in the history of restaurants. I burned myself every five seconds. I forgot you got to tell the customer when the plate is hot. Yeah. Just be, hey, be careful. And it was like very rowdy, loud gay guys in the in the neighborhood at the uh-huh. time. So like, I would like put a plate down and be scalding hot, and the guy would go to touch the plate. I forgot to tell him not to. Yeah. And he'd be like, <laughs> it's fucking hot and I'm like oh shit uh, I'm supposed to tell you that <laughs> and I lied on my job interview and I told the yeah. guy I was waiting tables since I was 14 years old <laughs> for my parents never worked in a restaurant once in my life that's, told, how, I, that's how I was as a cook in New York <laughs> I was fucking horrible dropping plates I would like scoop when the when the customer would be like can I take this home and yeah. uh, to go back I would just scoop it out with my hands and the waiter the other waiters were like dude don't uh, if you're gonna do that don't let the customer see you doing that and I was like shit and I went the best chefs in the world use their hands and the, the person training me was like you're not the best chef in the world <laughs> you're horrible you're fucking horrible that's and such an fired. error like we don't serve like hot plates anymore like yeah. that was, it sounds like a restaurant that would serve like like a plate that was like a in scalding. the oven yeah scalding, scalding yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah other than Peter Luger's no one really does that no anymore. one fucks with that anymore. <laughs> no sometimes you get the sizzling fajita plate like oh, yeah. a Chili's kind of yeah. thing but that's that's telling you it's fucking yeah. cooking but um, my friend Derek Beckles I hope he doesn't mind me telling you a story he um, worked at a restaurant in Manhattan I gotta ask him which restaurant this is okay. not to put it on blast just out of curiosity he, he was like this was not like a cheap restaurant he goes this was a fancy mm-hmm. This is a fancy, I don't know if it was Michelin star, but like, well, whatever. But like, it was, you know, fine dining, white tablecloth, yeah. shit. And he tells a story. I wish he was here to tell it. He tells it better than me. But there was a tomato soup, a tomato bisque or something they were serving. And everybody's wolfing it down. It's like the special soup of the day. It's a soup yeah. du jour. Fucking people, everybody wolfing it down. People ask for seconds and shit. And then he goes back into the kitchen and he's like, I got more soup. I need more soup. I got more soup orders. And the chef was like, no, no, no. And he's like, what? And he said like the cauldron of soup was like dumped out and going down the drain or something. Uh And there was like a gigantic dead bloated rat at the bottom. (laughs) So he said like people were wolfing it down Uh because it had this like gamey rat brine. It was giving it like the perfect oh. flavor. <laughs> um, it makes me think of this time in high school where I knew a bunch of kids that were working at a pizza spot. Again, I, I just had this thing of, in life where I walk in on shit, yeah, you know, whether yeah, it was yeah. sex. But back then, I walk in and they're all peeing in the fucking tomato sauce. What? Why? Because they're fucking sixteen years old. <laughs> that's a fucking that's a crime against humanity yes. that people were eating. Yes, oh, that was the sauce they were putting on, on the pizzas. Yes. Come on, Jesus but Christ. It must be something with tomatoes and rats <laughs> <laughs> because it, it was the best up, pizza you ever had. Probably, <laughs> I think they were busier than ever that night. Yeah. with Eric Andre.
Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Eric Andre. What's the worst like restaurant review you ever had? Have you gotten like ripped apart? I, I don't read reviews. I tell my publicist, yeah. like, unless it's good, don't send it to me. I don't care. <laughs> like, I, you know. I did get ripped uh, apart by the New York Times. Oh, I got ripped apart by the New York Times. By Pete Wells. The, uh, Is he, he like the, he's the, the he's like He's like the theater critic, you know, like, like of it's the food. type of food, you know, like uh, the type shit. of thing where- People are waiting on pins and needles for his 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 review, and then it's a make or break situation, uh, you know. Um, but well, we open the restaurant. I think you're doing fine. Well, luckily, I, like career wise, I wasn't at a point where I really gave a fuck about it. But the project we were working on mattered, you right. know. And I don't know if you know about this project called Local. I did out in Watts and Oakland, but you know, it was um, a project for. for you know, for the people I grew up with, you know, right. like it was like going back to the neighborhood, building a restaurant, employing everyone, you know, providing Wi-Fi, internet, jobs, nutrition, uh, training, right. and we were just building, like, trying to build a great restaurant in the hood. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so we started in Watts, uh, Oakland. You know, we went to San Jose, San Francisco, all that, and uh, he came in and just ripped us apart, man. Just Wait, ripped- so this stuffy white New York Times. <laughs> Food critic? Is he white? I'm assuming he's white. Stop it. Yeah, I don't know. They're, 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 uh, they wear uh, disguises, so I don't know what he looks Do they like. really? Yeah. The, I think re- I, the I, food reviewers wear disguises when they come in? They do. They do, yeah. Oh, because well, they the, want to the, be incognito? They want to be treated as if they're 
Yeah. They don't, they don't want special treatment, so they know what the real deal is. Yeah, that industry now is kind of fleeting because of the way the world is and the way the internet is. And right. But but right. when Back they were the at day, when they were at in their prime, yeah, you know, um, there was only like five of those people. Fake reservations, burner phones, um, whoa, you know, disguises, whoa. like horrible disguises, like disguises <laughs> like you Pink would Panther. wear. <laughs> yeah, Pink Panther disguises like you would wear. Yeah, like fucking rid- Groucho Marx. Yeah, ridiculous <laughs> fucking sabotage Beastie Boy shit. And they would go in restaurants like that. <laughs> but also that crazy. guy, that guy missed the point of that project. That project yeah. you were trying to bring, you were trying to uplift marginalized communities. Yeah, it and, was, and bring vitality to the hood. Yeah, just bring just bring jobs, culture. Yeah, know, jobs. bring jobs, create jobs. So yeah. that guy, like, that's like a completely missing the point. If but you're, the thing is, we were two high profile chefs opening a restaurant in Watts. Um, there was a lot of attention, you know, everyone was writing about this opening. And so, you know, it, it was a big deal for them to actually cover it. You uh-huh. know? And, um, and you know, Pete, he's, he's a tremendous writer. He's like, yeah. you know, he's the writer of the New York Times. But he has a shtick where he goes to a restaurant, like, in the beginning of each year. He did Guy Fieri's restaurant. He did, he did a few others where he just fucking leans in. He annihilates. He annihilates you. He gets off on and it. He gets. I think so. I don't yeah. know, but I think he does. And and yeah. you know, we got. I got zero stars. I got zero stars Whoa. from the New York Times. So I would say that's bombing. That's It has to hurt, right? It hurts, right? It, it hurt. It hurts yeah. on every level. Yeah. yeah. Even yeah. though I say it doesn't hurt, it hurts. You yeah. know, because we're not opening. You know, we're not the ones peeing in the fucking pizza sauce. You know, we're right. trying. You right. You know, like we really care about this thing and you know for us to get a zero to, to uh, do all review, that work to do all that work and yeah. get it you know even if you know like your your mission is higher than that and it's not about the ego it's still it still hurts yeah. like you know um has he ever said anything nice has he always been on your has he always been after you do you feel like or? i didn't even know i was on his radar yeah. you know until that yeah you know, so because yeah. uh new yorkers don't really give a shit about us in la they don't <laughs> even think we exist you know so <laughs> Was there like, but that, that's no longer true. Is that still true? Maybe back in the day. Is that still like that? Is there still like an East Coast, West Coast, Biggie Tupac chef beef? I don't know if there's a chef beef, but, but I, I do think that New York's, New Yorkers still think that New York is the center of the world, uh-huh. uh, you know, in many ways, yeah. you know, and, uh, but they love to live in L.A., <laughs> what about Parisian chefs? Are they even is it even more? Nah, up there? they're cool, man. They're cool. Really, it's like French New Wave cinema, man. They're fucking the new way, the new the new guns. I'm yeah. talking about the old school nah, cats with the, the Chef Boyardee fucking hats. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're they're rough as hell in the kitchen, but they're cool. They're cool as beans outside. Really? Yeah, French. The French are cool, man. They fucking smoke cigarettes. They oh cool. no, I'm not. They, I'm they, not talking about all French people. No, but French I chefs. The French chefs. Were the toughest in the. They're hard. They're I thought they're, they're fucking the like brick shit house. Yeah. Fucking. I thought they were like the um, the teacher in that movie Whiplash, like throwing fucking drum symbols at your fucking head. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. But that's inside the kitchen. Um, outside they're chill. Outside they're chill, man. They're oh, real shit. chill. Yeah. So outside the New York chefs are not their dicks inside and out of the kitchen. I wouldn't say it's the chefs. I would say it's the more the patrons and the diners. Oh, you know that, that okay. you know, and just like New York and L.A. in general, like a lot of times we get overlooked. You know, like in really? a lot of, yeah, I, I think, think so. L.A. is the capital of. I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I'm not an expert, but yeah. I thought like L.A. is the capital of restaurants. Yeah, yeah, right? but but you got to remember our casual attitude and our lifestyle. A lot of people don't think that we're trying, or it doesn't get 
computed that we actually give a shit sometimes. So what I mean by that is uh. the Michelin Guide came here years ago. Like, I don't have too much beef with many things in life. I'm right. pretty zen. Right. But fuck the Michelin Guide, you know? <laughs> Straight up. I heard it's like more, up. more and more came, bullshit, right? And, then, and everyone- you I've know, been to I, bad Michelin Man, I come from an era where you fucking, you know, you remember shit and you hold the line. I come from that era here. What do you mean? Like, what does that mean? Like, hold you know, line. like your word means something. Yeah. Like, you, you know, you got people's back. You fucking like, you represent, you yeah. know, like, and you, and you hold down your shit. You yeah. hold down your hood, you yeah. know, like the Michelin guy came to LA and told us that we were uncivilized. What? Uh, yeah, and that there was no place in this city that could have great food to their to their um, measurements <laughs> because it wasn't European based, you know, and you know because you could go to a restaurant with shorts on or whatever the case may be, you know. And this then, guy's living in like the eighteen hundreds, exactly. And then they came back years later, seven eight years later, and then reintroduced themselves to California, and everyone acted, everyone just got back on their dick like they didn't say that shit. And um, I, I, for me, I just remember, you yeah, know, so. Yeah, 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 um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, no, 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 no. So a lot of people look really? at us like we don't, we're not trying hard, you know, whereas like in other other cities, like because it's, you know, very European core based, it looks like it's more intelligent or whatever the case may be. So there's this like stuffy blue blood. like Yeah, you know, Miami gets that a lot too. There can't be great cuisine down in, in regions where people are just chilling and having a great time, you know, because it's, it's not fucking serious. crazy. I didn't know that LA, that's so fun. That, that's all news to me. That's all news to me because I thought like LA is the high water mark and everybody's mm-hmm. trying to catch up to LA, but I guess it's like this new... I would say, it's like new, amongst um, the amongst the people, yes, you yeah. know, but uh, but still amongst the guard that the old guard, the gatekeepers, control, yeah, the gatekeepers that control media or control the industry yeah. in a sense that, that get kickbacks from giving reviews or things like that. I would say it's so still, it's all corrupt too. There's some corruption there. I, I bet fucking the Michelin guy is corrupt as shit. I, you know? I I've done I've been to some Michelin star restaurants that mm. fucking sucked that yeah. were like dog food. Yeah. I went to one in in Prague and I like left and I was like that was mediocre. And my sister goes this place has a Michelin star and I was like dude, this is. I heard that it's been bullshit from the beginning. Though it's a tire company, right? Isn't it a company that makes tires? It's Michelin. Well, it's the same. Th- it's the it's same. The same company. It's yeah. The same company. Yeah, the Michelin so man. Why does, the Michelin yeah, so man. why does a tire company because get to they, tell me what the best fucking fog raw is? <laughs> well, the history of it is they built the guide because they want people to buy tires. They want people to travel throughout Europe. Uh-huh. Instead of taking the Eurorail and the train, they wanted people to get in their cars and travel to these remote regions, um, and you know, go and, you know, go into the deep part of France or, you know, Hungary or yeah. uh, Czechoslovakia or Prague or whatever. And uh. they wanted them to drive these, you know, places. And so the guide was there, you know, to tie it all in. Uh, so it's almost it's almost kind of been a scam from the beginning. It's almost yeah. like they're in their own self-interest. I think that of the younger generations, nobody's paying attention to that shit. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. But, mm-hmm. but... uh I think you said, but I didn't know that LA was the underdog, and that's what I'm saying. And I wanted yeah. to, I wanted to uh, apologize to your business partner, who I think hates my guts, because when we ate <laughs> dinner together, she was like, "Why are you leaving LA? Do you remember this? I don't oh, think you remember yeah. this." <laughs> oh, in Chicago, yeah. Can I tell this story? Go ahead, tell, can I tell this story, and we can lift it out if yeah, you don't. Because you were just about to move to New York, so we eat. Um, we're eating in Chicago, 
I didn't know your business partner's from LA or yeah. I didn't know LA had such underdog status. Yeah. And you just spent your life defending it. I also hate where I'm from. So anybody that loves where I'm from, I'm like, why do you love where you're from? I fucking hate where I'm from. I'm from Boca Raton, Florida. I don't have any nationalism or fucking, I'm not like swinging the flag or singing the national anthem for where I'm from. So I'm like, <laughs> with you. and your business partner goes, why are you leaving LA? And I go, I've been here 15 years. I'm kind of bored with it. I'm either in my car or in my office or, or there's no spontaneity. I want to be in New York again. So I'm walking around. I run into a friend. I run into a, I went into a restaurant or a little shop I never saw before. I want that spontaneity to inform my creativity. I miss, I miss walking. I miss the diversity of New York. I'm like gushing about New York. Yeah. And I've never met anybody else that hated me more <laughs> during a dinner the entire time. She was like, uh-huh. Like, I was like, it was, it reminded me of like, if I said that to Tupac. Right yeah. right? <laughs> I mean, like, Suge Knight. Like, Suge. <laughs> <laughs> and she was so excited to meet you that oh, night, too. And really? Then, yeah, and at the end, she was just like, we, uh, did she really think I was talking shit about LA? No, no. She doesn't hate me, does no, she? No, she doesn't. I really felt like she turned, she, she was very warm at the top and there was a sharp 180. <laughs> I might have been. It might have been. I might have been in my own mind, but I was like, "Shit, I really shouldn't have." Some people actually like where they're from. I should. She can talk <laughs> shit about Boca Raton, Florida, if she wants. Okay. Maybe that'll even it out. I'm proud of her though, because us in LA, we don't like to. We don't like. We don't like to back down. You know, from people talking about our city, because people talk about our city all the time. They make fun of it all the time. Really, I thought LA is. People like, make fun of LA because people really? come to LA. It's usually people that come to LA and and don't get everything they wanted out of the city, uh. you know, um, whether that's for a job, for acting, for creative endeavors, for entrepreneurial ships, whatever it is, you know, like they'll come to LA because we're the land of opportunity and then they'll come and then they'll, they'll leave and say LA's fucking horrible. Oh, horrible they'll shit. be bitter. They'll be bitter. So a lot, we get a lot of that. We get, See, I don't think, I, we get I think a lot of stereotypes, you yeah. know, about who we are. And, but then again, those are things that people think of us as if like, if people only went to Times Square, you know, and said New York sucks, right? Exactly. You know? The and stereotype so. of L.A. is people are like I went to L.A. once, I hated it, and I go, yeah. well, what neighborhood did you go yeah. to? I went to Beverly Hills for twenty four hours, yep. and there was a bunch of plastic surgery. I go, that is not the Los yeah. Angeles experience. Los Angeles is a massive city with no nexus, and every single neighborhood has its own mm -hmm. identity. It's a patchwork of various neighborhoods, each with their own very specific identity. So you really you really cannot make a broad generalization about it. I lived there for 15 years, yeah. and I still am figuring out what it's about. So I would agree with you on that. However, when I travel the world, LA is held in high esteem, I thought. Yeah, we are. Because I'm from it, Florida, and yeah, I'll tell you, yeah, the no. butt of every joke yes. ever, but I relish in that. So yeah. it's funny that you're defensive of LA to me, because when people make fun of Florida, it yeah. just gives me more and more power. I'm like, yeah, because I grew up hating it. I grew up in these suburbs just filled with elderly people on death's door, which is fine, but it just yeah. was like not a place for a kid or a mixed kid that was like full of energy and creativity. I I resented it. So now everybody hating on Florida and all these Florida man memes, yeah. I finally feel so validated and vindicated and just, I'm like, I knew it. I knew this place <laughs> sucked and I knew I got out as soon as I turned 18 for a reason. I feel like 
uh, I relish in people's hatred of my <laughs> of where I'm from. Yeah, not I'm only like, do yeah. I not defend it, I'm like high fiving <laughs> yeah. motherfuckers. I'm like, yeah, keep up pouring gasoline. Yeah. on the flames. Florida's good at being yeah being the worst of the worst. <laughs> always, it's so, great. It's great. I, I saw a meme. It said, "America is the Florida of the world." It's like America compared to other countries is the Florida. America, oh no, America is the world's Florida. That's what it said. Yes. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> but uh, I love Miami. I will say Miami's the exception because I it, mm-hmm. Miami was rough. I was born in Miami and it was very rough for a while. And mm-hmm. then it was like douchey house music for a while, like Euro trash, douchey club, like a, like Mykonos fucked Las Vegas and it just made this like, it was like that kind of culture which was like vapid and whack and then, and then all of a sudden in the past 10, 15 years it's had this like renaissance yeah. and it's like all the things awesome about it got more awesome and louder and now it's like one of my favorite cities in America. Orlando outside of the tour stuff is cool too man, there's a lot of great food in Orlando. Really? Yeah, yeah, you gotta-, you gotta I only went to Disney World when I was yeah. a little kid, and I haven't been there since. I heard Pensacola is dope too. It's you know it's it's rough, but I heard it's dope. Pensacola. I heard people out there that cool can't as, be true. cool as fuck, man. No, yeah, man. I, yeah, <laughs> no. I resent Roy you for Jones, saying that. Roy Jones Jr., man. That's, nah, my, that's I, my dude. No, nah, well, besides Roy Jones Jr., <laughs> it's fucking it's go home. go out there, go okay, check I'll it I'll out. Go, I'll go. I'll, <laughs> go. I'll, go. <laughs> I'll buy your ticket. For okay, you. <laughs> all right. I'll let I you know. With Eric Andre. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.
with Eric Andre. Uh, have you ever been too wasted at work? Has there ever been a time where you got fucking trashed and you were like, shit, I did too much? To yeah, get- I've tried. You know, I'm... I'm- I'm a celebrated stoner. I love being, you know, I yeah. love getting high. I don't know, know that. And, and uh, I thought it would be cool to cook stoned, but it's not. No. Yeah. It's like, I thought it was, <laughs> you know, I thought it was like rock and roll. <laughs> what happened? Um, you, there's too much shit going on. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, it's just everything fell apart. I can't, you know, and, and then and then there are people relying on you. So no, like, I mean, what, did you smoke a blunt? Did you do an edible? Did you smoke a joint? Were you all partying? of the above, yeah. Oh, edible no. and smoke, and oh, just no. completely stoned, like fucking <laughs> the kind where you kind of got to hold the egg, edge of the table once in a while. And uh, but you know, you think everything's cool, but like you know, like the difference of like maybe going up on stage or even doing an act or whatever stoned or the thing about a kitchen is. There are like thirty people relying on you, right? You know, <laughs> yeah. and then and then things are coming at a pace that your mind is not ready for, yeah. and then you're dealing with fire and uh. knives and and, <laughs> and you got to remember shit. You can't just like freestyle and ramble. So that that didn't go well. It was a disaster. Was that yeah. recent? Uh, I try. I always try. Like it's almost like a seasonal thing. I try every year to get on the line stone to see if it. To see if you could hack it? See if I could hack it, and I can't. <laughs> yeah, that's like crazy. Yeah. Edibles, too? Yeah. Edibles it's, will knock you into Neptune. Yeah. And so, yeah, don't, I, yeah, I've, I've tried to cook stone. We, at the Kogi truck, one time made uh, edibles. We made our cakes into into an edible, like, tres leches cake, but we didn't know how to measure the butter. So each cake ended up having probably like an ounce of weed in it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so people so were like zooted. We ate it. So the team, like five of us, ate them. And we this was early Kogi. We went out on the street and we couldn't. We couldn't function. We couldn't function. <laughs> we had to leave the truck there overnight because we couldn't drive it back, and we couldn't count the change. So we would just we just like a like trick or, like Halloween candy. We just dumped all our change and our dollar bills like on the thing, and we just told people just take the fucking money or leave the fucking money, and then we would just be making food. We didn't even like follow the tickets. We would just be making food. Whatever was in that burrito was in that burrito. It didn't matter what you ordered. <laughs> But that was a great day. Um, somebody, was. somebody was there in Venice on that Saturday. Yeah, somebody. So you somebody. were zooted. Yeah, just like no matter what the order was, you're yeah. like, this has this in it now, man. Yeah, this has this in it now. We were like a Madrid waiter. Yeah. There's a restaurant in Japan uh-huh. where the servers are elderly and they have dementia. Oh, I read about that. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's, you just get what you get. That's a dream restaurant. Man. That's wild. I love that shit. That's, you would do, you would go? I would make a restaurant like that. It's, I've tried. Uh, I tried to make a restaurant like that. Kogi was trying. Like, what do you mean? You tried to hire people with dementia? No, I tried to make a restaurant where <laughs> nobody could say or knew what they were getting. Like, oh, it you, was a freestyle. You just get what you get. I love that. Yeah, I, I it just, was like omakase. It's like yeah. it's like you're the chef. You're the expert. Fucking hook it up. Yes. I like that, but oh, the, the dementia has a yeah. different yeah, kick a to it. Different, that's yeah. not omakase. That's yeah. like <laughs> that's like Russian roulette. Yeah. <laughs> that's fucking wild. <laughs> but, but in Japan, because they're so polite to each other, so everyone is there and they just endure it. <laughs> Which is I would amazing. Go. Yeah. I have would you go. gone to Japan? I have. Well, have you? I worked your... in Japan. Really? Yeah, I worked in Japan in uh, Tokyo and Yokohama as a cook. 
Oh, back in the day. Oh, that was another time I bombed in well, Japan. What? 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 This I wor- after New York? No, this. Yeah, after New York. This was 2003. I worked in the summer of 2003 in in Japan to just be better, you know. Like, and uh, so I was working in Iron Chef Michiba's kitchen. Uh-huh. Um, he was the original Iron Chef, and then I worked in a hotel in Yokohama. And uh, I thought I did. I thought I fucking. I thought I brought it. I thought I represented for the U.S. of A. Yeah, you, you were know, like, like gang, gang. I yeah, got gang, this gang. Shit. I was dream team. Yeah, I was like yeah, 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 Magic yeah. Johnson. I thought yeah, I yeah. brought. It. And at the end, they gave me my my report card or my analysis. Oh, no. And the only thing the Japanese could say about me was that I was a good eater. <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> yeah, that's harsh. I was. It was. I, why? 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 You couldn't have fucked up that bad. Like what? What? What I, was that about? I've, I've been. I've been. There was a period in my life where um, I just I got by because of effort, and that was for a long period. Uh, probably up until, probably up until about two thousand five. It wasn't that long ago, uh-huh. and then um, something kicked in. You know, later on with and then with Kogi, but uh, yeah. I I tried my best and I just couldn't keep up with these cooks. They're so good in Japan. Oh, they're fuck. so fucking good. They're so precise. That's and, brutal. Yeah, and they um they're just everything is perfect. The cuts are perfect and I was just all thumbs and I was getting through it, but I was like I was I was like a guy sweating bullets, you know, like nose trying, bleeding. Nose bleeding everything. <laughs> and then, <laughs> They were supposed to make these comments on like how my aptitude was and all these things, and the only thing they wrote was that he was a great. No, oh, that's a kick in the fucking crotch. Yeah, but that's a bomb. So, but it's great, you know. Don't you think that all those failures and trials and tribulations is what has made you so successful? I think not only just me, but it helps. I think it's what helps me relate to a lot of others because a lot of other, right. you know we all fuck up, man. Yeah. We all bomb, you yeah. know, and that's what your podcast is about. It's yeah. just. We're not in a society where we can share those things a lot you right. know, or admit to those things because right. we're judged on those things. But um, I think it would be better if we we're able to express them more because then we can like all like laugh about them and, yeah. then, and then like analyze them and then use them as a part of like our own kind of identity, you know, yeah. because without that, then we're all just trying to be kind of the same model of things. But um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I just hope that. We can talk about them more because, yeah, I think that's what helps me relate. Because you know, I feed people on the streets all day, every day, right. and I think it's just the way that we express ourselves, the way our food tastes. They can taste, you know, like mistakes and failures and speed bumps in our food. You know, as yeah. far as like when you eat it, and um, it just doesn't feel like fully put together. You know, it feels like there there have been a lot of you know things that got that to that point, and. I think that's what it makes Kogi relate to so many people. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Because they're going, they might be going through it right now. They might have fucked up at their job, and right. they come and eat at Kogi, and they're like, "Oh shit, Roy well, fucked up too." It, you know, it, it makes it human. We're not yeah, robots. It makes it human. I mean? Yeah, it makes it human. Wow, it's fucking fascinating. Wait, I had fucking one other. Gra- oh, has there any ever been like a robbery or like some fucking crazy ass customer going fucking nuts or like any meltdowns or anything at any of your restaurants somebody coming in butt naked and taking a shit on the wall any of that kind of fucking crazy shit oh man (laughs) I'm sure there are plenty of chefs that have gone through that we have been lucky we haven't Um, but early in the Kogi days I was the fucking train wreck because I would take food out of people's hand because when I what what, what happened was while they were mid bite yes Really? Yes. When what happened was when we started Kogi, we were all out of a job, and it was our freedom. Like it was like 
truly like our ability to just do whatever the hell we wanted. Yeah. And so for me, it was like finally my chance to be just like, this is what I serve and that's what you get. Yeah. You know, like just like no substitutions, no sauce on the side, yeah. no nothing. And so it was sushi bar style, omakase style right. in my mind. Right. And so when people would start to ask for things, instead of getting mad, I would get so mad, but instead of like getting violent or anything like that, I would just walk out of the truck. I would take their food out of their hand <laughs> mid-pipe. <laughs> I would replace it with a crumpled up bill. <laughs> and then we would close the doors and take off. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> so that was, that was kind of the Kobe style. And I kind of- Wait, if they asked for a substitute, you would do Oh, that? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God forbid they asked for sauce on the side. Um, were you like hot tempered in those days? Was it like hot? No. Were you like hot blooded? No, you were it like was frustrated. It, I, it was earnest. I, I, I'm kind of actually proud of it at the time, man. <laughs> I it, think it's kind of cool. Yeah, it was very earnest. You know, it was very earnest. There was there's a famous sushi bar chef here called uh, Nozawa that yeah. his family now runs Sugarfish. Yeah, he would yeah. do the same. He would, you know, <laughs> if you asked him for a California roll, he'd kick you out. You know. <laughs> So it was kind of so it was in like that Jiro day. dreams of sushi meets like the soup Nazi from Seinfeld. Yeah, kind of thing. like no soup for you. Yeah, kind of ex- yeah, except on the streets. Yeah, <laughs> that you know. Um, but it was all out of love, and that eventually evolved into the, uh, a deeper love where we took care of people. But I think Kogi's and everything that we do has been lucky in the sense that um, you know people relate. You know, people feel like we're a part of them. So you know, yeah, like yeah, we yeah. can go anywhere. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But no one's coming naked <laughs> and took a shit. <laughs> Maybe that. I'll do it tonight. Yeah, you might have to. <laughs> they tried to stop us, and we can't be stopped. Can't be stopped, man. Well, Roy Choi, thank you so much. All right. Thank I appreciate you. it. Thank you. <laughs> With Eric Andre. Bombing with Eric Andre is brought to you by Will Ferrell's Big Money Players Network and iHeart Podcast. Executive produced by Hans Sani and Olivia Aguilar. Edited and sound designed by Andy Harris. Our art is by Dylan Vanderberg. And if you want to confess to your own bombing moments or give us a shout out, go rate us five stars and drop a review on your podcast app of choice. Write about your own stories of bombing at life. If you're on Apple Podcasts, you can also subscribe to Big Money Players Diamond to get exclusive bonus content with every episode. And listen to all my episodes ad-free. Bye! Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm 
Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.